Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. Gospel of John, chapter 5. I'm just going to concentrate on a few verses from this story, but the whole story in, from ver- verses 1 to 9 tells this wonderful, awesome story about Jesus healing a man by this wonderful pool of Bethsaida, which means place of mercy. Now, this whole story is that it seemed like a lot of people who had were sick and invalid would gather around this pool because they would there was this story that an angel will come down stir up the waters and that if you got into water quickly enough you would be healed of whatever was making you sick and Jesus walks up to this pool knowing full well that this is the story of this place and he sees this man and this man has been here for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? That is a very obvious and powerful question all wrapped up together. Jesus says, Jesus knew that he had been there for a long time. For so for 38 years, this man has been laying by this pool of water, hoping for a miracle. And Jesus walks up and asks the obvious question. Do you want to be healed? Again, remember I said, you know, the Bible sometimes is so understated sometimes. It's just like, well, why else was this man hanging out for 38 years by this pool that hopefully would heal him? It seems too obvious sometimes. But I think Jesus is always after something much, much deeper. So I want to take this simple phrase, do you want to get well? In my version it says, do you want to get healed? In some other versions it says, do you want to get well or whole? But I want to take apart this scripture, uh, this scripture a little bit. So the Greek word for want means to choose or to prefer. So do you, Jesus is saying, do you choose to be well? Do you prefer to be well? This is what this, it's a good, the good word is going a little bit deeper now. The Greek word for get. Do you want to get? It means to arise. To appear in history. And to come upon a stage. Basically, Are you going to show up for this? Do you prefer, do you choose to be held? Are you going to show up for your healing? Okay, it's getting a little bit deeper now. The Greek word for well means whole, healed, and get this. This is really powerful. Someone who does not leave the truth. 
Do you prefer? Do you choose to be well? Do you, are you going to show up for your healing? And are you never going to leave the truth of your healing? Jesus is saying something extremely deep. He's not just asking this man a simple question that everyone knows what the answer will be. Do you want to get well? He says, are you ready to be different? Then the past 38 years of your life have shown. Yeah, never. I said last week, I don't want you to get excited just for the sake of getting excited. <laughs> what is God saying to you in that? Just, just, just that, that phrase, do you want to get well? Do you want to be healed? Are you ready to show up for this? What are you going to choose? What do you prefer, to stay laying on a mat, hoping for healing, or something more? This is what Jesus is asking. This is, this is the flavor of what he's asking. The obvious is, yes, this man wants to get well, but Jesus is asking him something far deeper than just a surface-level healing here. And he wants to know, will this man participate? Will he... Remember, we talked about break, breaking through and breaking out. These are all violent overthrows of what the enemy has done to us. The story of Naaman taught us this, that this was to, to engage in this kind of activity to be healed required a violent overthrow of the enemy. And I believe Jesus is suggesting the same thing here in this question. When Jesus talks about healing, it's a lot deeper than what we usually think. So it's not, do you want to feel better? It's really, do you want to live differently than you do now? In verse 7 it says, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. So when the water is stirred up, and while I'm, I am going, another person gets there before me. This man has been sick for 38 years. He's been a fixture at a place that means house of mercy. And he's telling Jesus, he says, look, mister, can't you see? I'm an invalid. I'm crippled. I can't get myself into the water and I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have any backup. I don't have any support. I don't have any resources. Listen to those excuses. I don't have anyone to help me. I don't have the strength or the speed to beat everybody else to the pool. I don't have the support system. I don't have backup. Can't you see that I am too weak and too unimportant? This man was there for 38 years. You don't think he could have found someone to get him into the pool when those waters were stirred up? 38 years, I think there would have been a possibility. This man is not just crippled in his physical state, but he is crippled by his excuses. It is everybody else's fault. Breakouts happen when we run out of excuses. When we run out of ourselves and we humble ourselves. See, that's what happened with Naaman. Remember, he he ran out of excuses. I don't like this river. I don't like this method. But he was obedient. He humbled himself. And this is what Jesus is asking this man. 
with that simple little question, do you want to be well? Do you want to be whole? Do you want to be healed? Are you ready to show up for this? Are you ready to get rid of your excuses and be healed? Go back to the name in just a minute. The this disease of leprosy is so awful of what it does. It blocks the pain receptors so that when you get injured, you don't even know that you've been injured. And so that injury, injury gets infected. And then decay starts to happen. All because there is a miscommunication within its body itself. Of the brain not getting the pain message that that injury has caused. I believe sometimes that disobedience is just like leprosy in this case. That somehow it disconnects our communications with God. And it starts to decay our relationship with Him. And so I think we have to understand that, that the enemy desires to paralyze our future, our hope, decay our promise, and eat away, with, uh, eat away with our relationship with our Father. But Jesus says, do you want living well water? Do you want to get well? Every river has a source, right? Every river has a source. And even this pool was fed by uh, uh, different channels that rainwater would collect in other parts of the city and would feed into this pool. So it had a source. But Jesus is saying, I am the only source that you need. It's not about the water. It's not about the river. It's not about the pool. And maybe an angel will show up. I am here. I've showed up. Now will you. See, I'm here. Will you show up? Will you come upon the stage? Do you prefer, do you choose to be healed? Or are you going to just stay laying on that mat? Decaying further and further away from your relationship with God. It's a powerful question. Obedience cripples excuses. You know, the other way, you know, say, you know, you know we're, we could be crippled by disobedience, but obedience cripples excuses. We're, it just wipes away excuses because we're obedient. And there's, there's, no, more, there's no more excuses to live by. I love Jesus' response. Sees the man. Do you want to be well? And then he hears the man's excuses and he goes, doesn't try to reason with him, he just goes, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. The word rise means to collect yourself, to arouse yourself, to wake up, stir up, stand up, raise up, and to recall the dead to life. Rise up. Take up means to elevate, lift up, move up, bear up, to draw up like an anchor and set sail, to take something by force. Come on, you got to get a little bit excited about this. It's just a little bit, just a, just a little bit. But God is saying in this simple phrase, rise up, take up your pen and walk. He's saying, take this by force. Because we have authority. We're going to see this in a minute. We're going to see this, okay? Get ready to move. Walk means to move, to make progress, to follow as a companion, to live. The Jewish mindset in all this is this, it's talking, when you walk, it's talking about your whole life. How you're going to be different. 
how you're going to walk, how your character comes into your walk, how your relationship with God. Walking with, with the Jewish mindset is a far different thing than just using our legs. It's a whole life thing here that he's talking about. See, with Jesus, when he talks about something, he's talking about something much deeper, much, much deeper. The makeup of our lives. Walk. Does any of this sound tame? <laughs> Not to me either. I, hope, I was hoping it didn't. Okay, so Jesus said that he was the living water. Uh, like in John 4.10, Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. If you knew the gift of God and who is it that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked and he would have given you living water. Jesus is talking about a whole different source of life. Rise up. Take up your bed and walk. Verse 9, add at once. The man was healed. He took up his bed and he walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Here's the beautiful thing about obedience. When Jesus gives us a command, he also gives us the power to obey. Rise up. Take up your bed. Walk. Immediately the man stands up, takes up his bed and walks. Immediately healed. Show up. Get ready. The man didn't just get up. He walked away. Away from a crippled life. When God speaks, breakout comes. When, especially when our obedience mixes with his will. Breakout comes. That bed had carried him for 38 years. Now he, walked, he took it up and he was walking with it. He carried it. You notice that the man does not argue with Jesus or give him any excuses. He just obeys. He had a choice to make, no doubt. In that very short, we don't know how long those, that moment was. He had a, he had a choice to make. He could, have, he could have just stayed laying on that mat, laying on those excuses, laying on the problems of his past, everything that held him to that mat. He could have just laid there. Or he could rise up and walk. That was a, it was a simple choice. He had to show up. He had to come on the stage that God was calling him on to. He had to, but he also had the choice not to. He could have just stayed there. You know, no, I think I'll just wait for someone to come along and, and you know, push me in the pool. But he chose to get up. Pick up. This is using your authority. That has just been granted you. See, Jesus gave him authority. Because you have to lay down the story. The, the Jews are upset. The Jewish leaders are upset because this is on the Sabbath. He gets healed on the Sabbath, which is a no-no, which is crazy stuff, I know. But I mean this. But, but listen, Jesus gave him authority. Pick up your mat and walk. Not just commanding you, but giving you the power to obey. Giving you the authority to obey. This is huge. These are two little phrases in, the, in this story. And it's completely, un, unbelievably huge to me. Breakouts require purposeful action. They require us to step up and contend for our freedom. To be someone who doesn't leave the truth. Someone that walks in purpose. And someone that follows God. How are we going to show up? What do you prefer? What do you choose? 
Do you want to be healed? I do have a, a prayer strategy for breakouts. I'd like to share it with you. Psalm 25.5 says this. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. If we want to break out, I believe we have to ask God for his timing. For him to reveal when and how we should move. We need him to teach us, to lead us in his truth. When to move, how to move. Remember, we said waiting on God is active. That is strategically strategically anticipating his move. We do that in prayer. We wait on God in prayer. We're waiting for him. We're not just sitting on our hands. We are actively looking at where God is moving and saying, and listening to his voice, and then realizing when he speaks to us, then we move. So we want to ask God for his timing. We also want to ask God for his discernment so that he can reveal the enemy's plans. Psalm 119.66 Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Discernment comes from knowing the word of God, from obeying what his word teaches. See, remember, obedience overcomes excuses, cripples excuses. I also think we need to pray for his favor. When we're going through breakdowns and breakthroughs, our heart is being challenged on so many different levels. And I think we can lose heart during those moments. So we need to pray for his favor so that we see us how God sees us. Proverbs 8.35 For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. We are favored sons and daughters of God. We are defined by what God has already done for us. The cross defines us. The empty tomb defines us. The upper room, his blood, his word, they all define us. We are the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell shall not, cannot prevail against us. That's the favor of God. That you are son and daughter of the most high God. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. So we pray for his timing, we pray for his discernment, we pray for his favor, we also got to pray for his justice. That God will release back to me what the enemy has stolen from me. Psalm 37, 5 and 6. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. Things are looking brighter. God is our justice. He makes us righteous. Nothing can be stolen. Okay, now listen to this. You are a blood wash, spirit empowered, devil rebuking, demon binding, community shifting, righteous pursuing, child of the living God. That's who you are. Trust and obey. Our paralysis ends today. Our paralysis ends today. We get to pick up our mat of of self-defeat and walk as sons and daughters. Because of his justice. Pray for his timing. We pray for his discernment. We pray for his favor. We pray for his justice. And we're going to pray for his wisdom. We want to ask God, show me how to respond. How to rise, pick up, and walk free. 
John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, and he has, he will guide you to all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. We have more authority over our lives than what we think. Or what we act on. We have more authority over our own lives than what we think or what we act on. We have the authority to move past our past. That is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To know truth, discern truth, and speak truth. Over ourselves. Over each other. Your words are powerful. You have more authority than what you think you have. You just have to rise up. You have to take up. And you've got to walk. I've got to rise up. I've got to take up. I've got to walk. I've got to prefer to be healed. I've got to choose to be healed. Then rather than stay in something that's, that's holding me down to a mat of self-defeat, I have to move. Because he's called me to it. He's commanded me to this. See, this is a command. Okay? This is not just a healthy suggestion. God has commanded us to rise up, take up, and walk. Because there's a world out there that needs to know the truth. That needs to know the gospel. That needs to know what we know about God. And what He's doing in our lives. Not as perfect beings, but as sons and daughters who are learning to be more like Jesus every day. That is learning what it means to, to rise up, pick up, take up, walk, and live like Christ would want us to live. This is the thing. It's not just for ourselves. Go into all the world and make disciples of all men, teaching them all the things that I have taught you. Teaching them to observe all the things that I taught you. This is part of the walk part. See, we don't just walk for ourselves. We have to walk and spread the good news. That people can rise up and get healed. This is the power of the gospel. This is the power that's been given us. Here's a word that I believe that God put on my heart before I even started sermon prepping. It kind of led to all this. It is time to move. It is time to get off the mat. You have stayed too long at a place that has kept you down. That, I believe, is God. And I believe the story that we just walked through a little bit confirms that. It's time to move. It's time to get off the mat. You have stayed too long at a place that has kept you 